Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. All right, Patrick, so last time... Previously on. Previously on. (laughs) Previously on Design Much. Um, we had a great question that came in from Allison Zubal. She wanted to know about um, how you approach a design project, one that can be a larger project versus one that's like a smaller design update, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that for a little bit and we kind of came away. We wanted to talk a little bit more about or learn a little bit more about stakeholders and how um, stakeholders affect your project. Um, so that was our takeaway. And so we're, we're here again. You know, our next episode, we want to back in the studio. Up. Yeah, we're back in the studio. We want to follow up on what we've learned so far mm-hmm. about about this this the stakeholders um, topic. What did you What did you come up with? Yeah, so um, I I heard I, I talked to um, a US a UX researcher, um, a senior US re- researcher. Uh, his name is Trey Winterton, and he works at Workfront. Um, and he had some really awesome insight about how stakeholders um, kind of go into his process. Um, The first part that he talked about was what role they play in in his process in terms of researching a solution. And um, what he said is they basically dictate all of his work. On very few occasions is he doing any of his own research just because he's curious. Um, So they're pretty much saying they're giving him all the work that he's doing. So they're a really big part of his process. They're huge. Yeah. Um, 100%. 100%. He's very, very rarely do anything on his own. Interesting. Um, and he also said, like, the way he approaches it, and I just love this. He said, the thing I ask myself isn't what does successful research look like? It's actually what does success for the stakeholders look like? Um, then I follow up with that. What information do they need to achieve? Um, what information do they need to achieve that goal? Then I reverse engineer and plan. Um, to get that information. So what does not what does successful research look like, but what does success for the stakeholder look like? Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. That's pretty good. I think that's really like interesting. That, yeah. Like even when you're like designing something, like instead of saying like what is a successful design, you you're defining all these stakeholders, right? One of your stakeholders yeah. is gonna be your user, all these other stakeholders that we talked about in our last episode. But what does success look like to all of those stakeholders? And I think that's really interesting. Well, because that that would yeah, because it, it would be different per stakeholder, probably. Yeah, it would. Um, and then you'd have to it'd be an amalgam of that success, right, to determine yeah. like, yes, we did it. Otherwise, your project might look really great to yeah. your users, but it really isn't great for the business. Yeah. Um, so you you as a designer have to follow up with all of those pieces and make sure your solution fits everybody. So yeah. it's really awesome. I really like No, it's really that. true. Like when we think about like where I've, I'm thinking about where places I've worked, right? If your stakeholder is like 100% the engineer, then like it shows in the product. Yeah. If your stakeholder is 100% the user, then it shows in the product. Good, good, bad, or otherwise. Yeah, no, that's, that really, no, that's really true. I think yeah. that's really true of anything. I totally agree. So I really appreciate that. Hey, um, just a, one quick thing else that he mentioned, like in terms of how he works with them. Um, after you know he takes that that way of approaching it, he also makes sure to present it back to them in a way that shows how it will help them achieve their goals. So he, um, you know, not only finds out what you know success looks like to them, he communicates it to them to make sure 
that what he's thinking is actually in line with what they're oh, yeah, thinking. Yeah. So get the alignment. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of really important points that I really liked. And um, a lot of times you just think of like, what, what's a, a successful design is like, it solves the jobs of the users. That's what we yeah. are always thinking about, but yeah. not every stakeholder, but not all the stakeholders. Yeah. Cause yeah, we think success is like, Hey, we released it yeah. and people are using it. <laughs> and then sometimes we're like, are they using it effectively? Yep. But it's not like, no, this really like, this really like uh, scratch, like, their itch, right? This really hit them. Did this really solve? It, it was this, I like, instead of solving their problem, like, was this successful for them? Mm-hmm. For all the stakeholders? Yeah, I think that's really that's cool. That's interesting. That's what makes a good solution. Yeah. At least that's what I'm finding here. <laughs> no, that's good. What about you? What did you find? Uh, I was I, I reached out. I tried to reach out to some print designers and some agency, like more graphic designers or even agency designers, UX people at agencies. Um, time time got a little out of hand. What got the best of me? Time is like rough. it snuck up pretty quick. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, but I was able to talk to. I was able to get a hold of at least one person um, out of you know the handful of people I talked to. Um, I, I did a little bit of research too, just online about like stakeholders and what people are talking about. There's a lot of like thought leader type stakeholders are this and blah, 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 like whatever. Um, I'd suggest not doing that. But uh, yeah, I talked to a graphic designer. She does graphic design and print design for mostly publishing clients. So she's done some artwork for like illustrative work for kids, children's books, coloring books. Nice. Um, and then other, just other books she's done. She's worked at RC Willie. She's worked at other places and done like catalogs and stuff like that. So very heavy, like she's very seasoned in print design. Um, she says currently her her stakeholders that she has are really just the people paying her, right? Those are like the number one. So because they work for like a like a contracted mm-hmm. with with other publishing companies, the publishing companies would hire her to like, hey, we have this author and they like this style and whatever and blah blah blah. So her her stakeholders are first and foremost the publisher. That's who she works with, and then um, her secondary stakeholder on that is the author, which I thought was kind of interesting. She's like, no, 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 I do everything the publisher says, but not necessarily the author. Which I was like, don't they? Don't you think they would pair the author and the designer together? Yeah. On some level, first, like do what the author wants to make sure you're getting the author's vision, right? Yeah. But it's more the publisher, but, but I guess like the author works for the publisher. Yeah, so I, it's, guess. I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah. But basically like her whole entire, like hundred percent, she said was making sure that the publisher uh, got what they needed. Um, and they're, they're happy and satisfied with that. And then a lot of times she said she didn't even know she either didn't know who the author was of the work she was creating, wow. like working with, or she didn't meet the author. Like she knew who they were, but never they never met like and talked about things. And she said it was almost a little bit of a rarity now in her agency work that she would actually speak with the author. Usually it comes through the publisher. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and she's doing like more literary stuff now, apparently, rather than like, and a lot of it's not like full-on graphic kids books anymore. And some of them she did say were like coloring type books. So like the the author's not really like, mm-hmm. like like I mean they're they're an author they put together the the uh, what does she say they put together like the puzzles and the things together and the ideas together and then she has to formulate those 
but it's not like a, it's not like an author of like a novel, right. Yeah. That would have like a vision. Um, yeah. And then she said, she's never really, she, she kind of jokingly said, I've never really thought about who read these. Like, <laughs> like she thinks about who reads them, but like, she's like, I never really thought as them as being a stakeholder. Like, I think she said, I think they're, what was that? I wish I would have wrote down the quote. She said it was more like, um, I think of them as the buyer. So like, like what would entice them to buy this book? So she's not thinking about a particular user or anything. She's thinking about just like humanity in general, right? Yeah, like, like a human. How, why would a human buy this book? Yeah. Right? Like more of a demographic, yeah, right? Like okay. we're, we're hitting this demographic and what would those people like to see on the bookshelf? So she's not, you know, and that's, that's more of like a marketing principle yeah. too. But yeah, she's like, I never really, she goes, I never really like, I can't remember exact words, but like never really considered them stakeholders because they weren't really paying me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, they're paying you at the end of the day. Like the, the money rolls up. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I just thought it was interesting. She kind of, her, her core was like the person who pays us number one. Right. That's the person we work for. And then number two was like, yeah, the author, the people who are releasing this thing under their name. And then after that, it was like, oh, yeah, buyers are stakeholders, too. Um, so it's a little bit different. Like, in our role, I feel like we focus on the opposite side. Yes. Of, like, I don't care what my boss says. I care about the user says. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's just, a, it, it was like a reverse in my yeah. mind. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. And when I was in graphic design, that was my experience as well. I never, like measured much of my design work i just like yeah. put myself out there made sure i did it you know my stakeholders <laughs> are like my manager and you know the ceo and stuff and after that yeah it's just out there and you're done i did i did ask her like what when you release a product like what what do you do like what what do you do and she said um she said she will generally try to find it and buy it purchase it if she can so she can have a copy of it oh wow Okay. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So you have like this whole library. She's like, I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff that I did. But I said, is that what, like, why do you do that? And she's like, oh, just for me. Hmm. Just so I, just so I have it. Right. Okay. Cause she's like, it doesn't, it, it versions, it doesn't change. You know, like you release this thing and then you release a new version later on. You hmm. don't. And so she had like multiple copies of some of her older work um, where she released one version and another version like later, like, uh, you know, they rewrote part of the book or the thing or whatever, and they released another version. Um, so I was like, that's interesting. I, I've never done that. Like, I mean, but my work is not, it's not physical work. Yeah. Right. It's a digital thing that changes tomorrow. Which there are versions. Yeah. So there's kind of a similar thing there, but at the same time, it's, it's not like a solid thing. Yeah. Like here's my version. Like the old version is just forgotten and dead. Yeah, it's just gone. It's like it got replaced, yeah. right? It doesn't exist. Exactly. Um, I've been to the Wayback Machine. I looked at my portfolio of the Wayback <laughs> Machine before and threw up and got sick. Yeah. <laughs> you always do that really late at night, right? Yeah. You look forward. I can't sleep. I'm going to go punish myself. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a broad. This, I think this is kind of a broad topic. Oh, definitely. Um, if anybody else has any feedback, let us know. I think um, I think those stakeholders. Like the conclusion I come to is like it still goes back to the stakeholders. Like mm -hmm. listening to the previous podcast, it's like uh, do you, like the question of uh, where do you how do you approach a large project versus a small project is one hundred percent 
dependent on who the stakeholder is. Yeah. Who, who they are. Who they are and what they expect of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I totally agree with that. I think it, it comes back to that. And depending on whatever you need, the, the project is going to go to be really big or really small. Yeah. Right? The one thing I thought about too was um, like just in thinking about the podcast was like you, if you don't proactively learn who the stakeholders are at the beginning, you will know who the stakeholders are after you release it. <laughs> and how, how do you find that out, Patrick? <laughs> uh, like customer support calls. Yeah, you're gonna um, get you're gonna get hit up by a lot of people, right? They're yeah, like, like oh, people come out of the woodwork. Who right? designed this crap? Yeah. <laughs> who the hell made this choice? Yeah. And you're like, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> you gotta do that Homer in the bushes thing, right? Yeah. Gotta slide. Oh, it was Andy. Andy did it. <laughs> But no, they're gonna they they're gonna show up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like I I think on even some level that's probably okay, as long as you understand like because you, you might not know who all your stakeholders are. Yeah, and and it's probably okay, but as long as you are able to follow up with them, right, and make them a part of the process. Yeah, it's probably the key. Here, I also keyword. imagine like there's probably like some stakeholders you didn't know were your stakeholders. Like you you tried to you know be proactive and find your stakeholders. Yeah, but you're gonna find other ones. Like maybe you were working with all these people, but you never talked to sales, mm-hmm. who's a big stakeholder, and they're gonna come out and like, like we can't sell this thing. Yeah, this is crap. <laughs> so you might find some after the fact that you weren't thinking about mm-hmm. or you didn't know about. They might be new stakeholders. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's. I think we're learning it's gonna be different across design disciplines, different based on the project size that you're working on or the solution that you're working on. I think it's going to be an ever changing thing. Mm-hmm. But as we said, it's, it's, it's important to try to figure that out before the project starts. Yep. So you can have a successful project. Yeah. I got a burning question for you burning about one. this. This is deep. dude. Okay. It's going to take up the rest of the podcast. Maybe. Oh man. <laughs> uh, no. Um, what about people who think they are stakeholders, Ooh. but they're not stakeholders? Ooh, how do you deal with them? Because that happens a lot. I think especially in, I, I don't know if it happened. I, I didn't ask, I didn't ask her about like in design, if that works mm-hmm. in her, in her print stuff. But like in our industry where you work on a product collectively, um, this happens a lot. I think where you get to a point in your process, even if you know who the stakeholders are, you get to a point in your process where people will show up. Uh, either in your process or after the process, uh-huh. after you've released something, and they're it's they're not stakeholders. Like I think, you know, you could say everyone in a company is a stakeholder. Yeah, but, makes sense. But that you're gonna you're gonna stagnate your entire work. Like you can't it, you could you can't go talk to everyone. You can't make sure everyone's happy. And you yeah that you, that won't work at all. Yeah, you can't do that. So people will show up. They're like yeah yeah you're you're not really like I get that you care about the product, but you're not really like. You're not really a, a core stakeholder that I need to like help me make decisions or further this. Like yeah. I, I get that maybe you've got ownership on some level, but so my first question um, in response to your question <laughs> is how do you define if they are a stakeholder or not uh, when they're when they think they might be? Yeah. And second part to that, how do you deal with them when you discover that they're not a stakeholder? Let's say, like, I guess the example in my head, I, I, you know, I've had lots of examples. This happens all the time. I guess an example, you brought up sales. Like, 
what if we release something? We release a, a like a like a like a fast follow feature. Like we already released the main feature that's the core selling thing, and then we release something, you know, three weeks later that's a little smaller, that's more of an update. And you got you got some person over in sales that's like really vocal about like he doesn't like it or they, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, yeah, I get that you're like a salesperson, you're a stakeholder in this, but like in 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 the product itself, but like. Yeah, I, I would kind of define it that way. Like, yes, they are. Like, does this, does this, does this thing? You've decided this is more of a smaller project. It probably doesn't affect sales too much, right? It's more of a follow up. Like, what happens when you get a stakeholder that's like, like, just really like um, adamant about being a stakeholder when they're just not? It's yeah. like, it's like you know, you're you really are involved in this, but like at the end of the day, like this is my decision. You know, we've done this. We've talked to these many. You know, whatever. Like you're you're really not a stakeholder at this point. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. I think it does. And what it made me think of is like, um, for example, when we talk to our users, we don't just talk to one user. You might get like one really vocal user, like I really need this feature. But in reality, you're talking to a lot of users, and your stakeholders are your 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 users' collective needs, right? So yeah, I think what I took out of what you just said is like maybe this one person, like for your example, sales, this one person is a stakeholder because they are in the company, they're selling the product, but they are not the primary stakeholder for sales. Then they're not the collective voice of every sales rep in the yeah. whole company, right? Well, so, they may not be even for that particular feature. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that's they, true. like somebody finds something they really care about for some reason. We like, we all do this, it's just human behavior, but like we pick, we, we pick something out and we, we hook onto it, right? Mm-hmm. And then we kind of like interject and make it our thing, even though it's probably not really our thing. Yeah, exactly. So I think like it, it totally makes sense to me. Like you are trying to define like you're you're trying to say like, OK, is this person like the big decision maker for whatever, you know, their stakeholder needs are? Right. Yeah. Um, if they're not, I think potentially a good way to, to deal with that is like you've defined they're not a stakeholder. Then you're going to say, OK, this is this is helpful feedback thank you for for letting me know and i'll consider it right yeah <laughs> like that's that's kind of the way i've dealt with that too like it's um um you do want to get feedback from everybody but again you're going to want to see the patterns and the feedback that you're getting yeah if this is one person saying one thing that's different from everybody else this might not be the way to go because you're not getting the collective needs of that stakeholder um, yeah. be it your users or sales or engineering, um, you should take that information and consider it when you're designing and making those decisions. But you don't have to um, just listen to that one person just because they're Yeah, just because they're like, ah. I think the other thing for me, like you brought this up too, for me would be, are they a stakeholder? Are they not a stakeholder? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes the people maybe you don't work with directly, like those are the people you, you just go, ah, they're stakeholders, right? But then, like, um, yeah, there is other people outside of that, especially in a bigger company, that are stakeholders and do care. And maybe, maybe what you're working on doesn't directly affect them in like the way that you think other people do, but they still care about it and they still own it. Um, so it's like you, you like I, I think I think this is a fault of mine. I have a tendency to push those people off. Oh, you monster! Yeah, I know. I'm a horrible, I'm a hideous person. <laughs> Uh, you tend to, like I I feel like I tend to push those people off like yeah yeah, yeah you you don't know what, you know you don't know what it's like in the trenches you know <laughs> and it's like it's like yeah but they they do care 
they do care about it. They are on some level, they are a stakeholder, even though you don't necessarily view them in your stakeholder system as being a stakeholder. Yeah. Right. Like let's take like a customer service rep, for example, somewhere. Um, they're a stakeholder in a lot of stuff. And we probably don't talk to them as much, mm-hmm. right? Or, uh, you know, I don't know, there's just lots of people like, you know, a graphic designer on the marketing team, right, is definitely a stakeholder in the user experience. We don't we don't necessarily talk to them that much, but it's nice to get their feedback, right? Yeah, definitely. Does, um, does it go with the overall design of theirs, you know, the front end of the site, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, I see what you mean. So for me, it's I think that's just something I would I still struggle with is like, are they... Are they a stakeholder? Are they not a stakeholder? Yes, everyone's a stakeholder. Because really anybody involved in the product that you're working on at all is mm-hmm. a stakeholder on some level. I mean, you know, like my family are stakeholders in my in, in, in Canopy. They are, yeah. If like you, actually. If you mess up a lot, yeah. <laughs> you lose your job. <laughs> Which, Andy. <laughs> no, like, I mean, but they are indirectly, you know. But it's mm-hmm. like, how do you decide if they're direct stakeholders or indirect stakeholders or not even stakeholders just being a jerk and they're just being vocal like you just don't know you know yeah and that's a that's a good question how do you decide who's a stakeholder i mean you're a cool calm collected individual so i'm sure you you have a good way of like soothing people with your voice i do i absolutely do but it it kind of comes down to like i hear you buddy how good are you at judging somebody right How good are you at reading there? Reading them as a book. Um, I think the hardest part for me is maybe gathering their intent, yeah. like understanding what their intent is. Is their intent to try to like push something in their direction, or is their intent to be like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that I think your decision was horrible." Yeah, and you're you know, maybe like, maybe that's the key. Finding their intent will help you understand if how big of a stakeholder they really are. Yeah, and like I think. The way you probably go about that is just trying to figure out what they're intent. Like, like ask them, like, okay, like they're coming at the, you know, this is the worst thing you've ever designed, and like you ask them why. Um, I think if you just keep asking them why, you might get down to that. That hey, intent. Why, why is this the worst thing you've ever seen in your yeah. life? Well, it's because you designed it. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, why? Uh, why do you hate me so much? Yeah. <laughs> just ask the five. You didn't buy me pizza the other day. It's like, okay, okay, why? <laughs> Why do you think I didn't buy you pizza the other day? Well, because you cut me off in traffic. Ah, now you're there. That's it. Yeah. See, now now we found it. It's four wise. Was that four or five? I don't know. I don't know. I lose track after one. Counting is hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think just as designers in general, like critique is hard. It's always hard. Yeah. And when you get something from a stakeholder, um, yeah, it's just, it's hard to like, it's hard to separate. Oh, it is. It's hard to be like, can't breathe. For two seconds, <laughs> like taking, like do that. What's that method called? Where you you breathe, you, you, and then you only breathe a little bit out, and then you breathe big again. Like I that calming. Heard this Have you one. ever heard of that? You only like breathe you, a little bit out. You, you don't you, breathe at all. You out? breathe in like what, what was it? You just uh, keep ramping up the breath. That that sounds horrible. No, you take. You're like you get really angry or whatever. I don't know. Emotional. And you need to calm down. You breathe like you breathe. You take a big deep breath and you only let like a little. You just let a little bit of it out. Oh. And then take another deep breath, and then let a little bit of it out. And then take another deep breath, and then let a little bit of it out. So you're like you're just like way too full of oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you float away and like. (laughs) (laughs) But like that, there's there's some like somebody else out there will know. But it's uh yeah, some kind of breathing technique. I think just the most fun one is when you're doing it into a paper bag, 
Yeah. Have you ever done that, like, actually? Um, I have done it, but yeah. just for fun. Just for giggles? Yeah, not because I was Was really there stressed. any chemicals inside of that paper bag? <laughs> <laughs> not to my knowledge. <laughs> you didn't have to, like, s- spray silver paint in there or anything before oh, you did that. Silver right? paint. I love this. Because I believe that's called huffing, if I remember correctly, from... From the Three Little Pigs. From some story. I, I didn't know that was Breaking Bad or something. Breaking Bad, okay. <laughs> I've never experienced that in real life. Yeah, so... So here's our takeaway. Do lots of breathing. Yeah, calm five down. Wise, five wise. Five um, wise. And you'll find out if this person is a stakeholder or not. Yeah. Define who your stakeholders are. When people show up out of the woodwork, find out what their intent is, why they're showing up out of the woodwork to help you determine if they're real, like if, if they're real, if they're going to be core direct stakeholders to your to your process or not and then just relax and then chill out bro hang 10 hang 10 yeah (laughs) (laughs) by the way andy uh do you do you feel like surfing is like a like we have surf restaurants so we have surf theme restaurants here in utah which ones well there's seven brothers Oh, I've never been. Yeah, you know. Well, you would have if you were here yesterday. <laughs> uh, and then there was there's Costa Vida. Yes. And then there's like we have the, like the surf thing down in Provo there. Like the surfing, uh, you can buy surf clothes and stuff. Oh, I'm just like Toronto. you can't surf here in Utah. Like why? What? I think I think that's the thing is like you want to go on a little vacation because <laughs> you can't surf in Utah. You can't. Yeah. You don't get this great you know like beach weather in Utah. You have to go to a restaurant to feel that way. Yeah, but you could, you can snowboard in Utah, which is kind of like surfing. It's surfing on snow. But you don't see a hamburger place that shows up with like, it's like all about snowboarding. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. All right. You it's because snow freaking sucks. That's why. Everybody snow loves surfing. Sucks. Snow's the worst. But Dude, we're going to get so much hate mail from this, <laughs> from you saying that outlandish. Horrific snow thing that just horrible. came out of your mouth. I am a native Utah <laughs> and I hate snow. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, even in California, you have your surfing restaurants, right? Well, yeah, because there's a there's a freaking ocean. Yeah, because everybody loves surfing. <laughs> even that makes it. sense. There's an ocean, and you have a restaurant about the ocean. Like that's perfect. That's fine. But you can't do that in Utah, is what you're but saying. But why so much? Like, there's just so much of it. There's like. There's like that called to surf thing. There's like the it's it's like what where is this coming from? I think we kind of wish we were Californians here. Yeah, we have we have the the what is it called the, <laughs> the Silicon Slopes. Yeah, which is the worst. That's a whole other topic. That's a whole other <laughs> can of worms. All the fake surf Friggin shops. Silicone slurp slurps. <laughs> Silicon slurps. Oh, by the way, if you're on Instagram, oh crap, I got tape on my foot. If you're on Instagram, you should follow Silicon Snopes on Instagram. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. Oh, that is wonderful. And by the way, Lucid Chart. Onboard <laughs> the meme with Barney onboarding on Lucid Chart is so funny. It's so on, <laughs> so spot on. Uh anyway. Um so, so I'm sorry, you said something a second ago. Silicone slurps. 
<laughs> is that a thing? No, but maybe it, it should, should be. be. <laughs> I think Let's hit up 7-Eleven and figure out we can brand this. Yeah. <laughs> it's called I Slurps. think that sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds terrible, dude. No, it, well, no, so, okay, did, did what did the snow do to you? Like, did the snow beat you when you were a kid? Did it do something bad to you when you were a kid? It did do something bad to me. I grew up skateboarding a lot. And guess what I can't do when it's snowing outside? Skateboard, but I you can snowboard. I don't want to do snowboarding. Why? Because I hate snow. Have you been snowboarding? Yes, I have. How many times? One. Okay, you, you can't. You can't. I can't talk to you unless you've been at least five times. Five times? Really? Yeah. yeah. Five. <laughs> I'm making that number up, but it goes with the five whys, the, the user test, five people. It all goes together. Five is a good classic number. <laughs> To write a medium blog post is, is about that, as a thought leader. At the point when you can say, I don't like something, is that we tried it five <laughs> yeah, times? five. Hey, Patrick, have you tried cigarettes yet? <laughs> you have to try it five Only times. four times. <laughs> Only four times, and I stopped. You can't say you don't like it. <laughs> Andy, you know I would never recommend you doing anything that was bad for you. Snowboarding is not bad for snowboarding is healthy it's for you. It's, it's good. It's not bad for you. It's good for your butt muscles and everything else. If you want to snowboard, you can snowboard. <laughs> but if you don't want to snowboard, you don't have to snowboard. No. If you want to hate snow, you can hate snow. Yeah, but I go over to Seven Brothers, and I see all these pictures of people surfing, and I'm eating a burger with teriyaki sauce on it, which is fantastic. I'm like, this is the greatest. This is this is awesome. Right? Did it have pineapple too? And then, uh, well, yeah, I could, I could have, you could have opted in for the pineapple. Should have. But then I walk out of the store and I look at the brown grass around me, and I'm like, "What the hell, dude? I'm still in Utah." <laughs> Wait, California has tons of brown grass. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> but like right now, fortunately, everything's green around here yeah. for like three weeks, and then it's just gonna be like brown. Yeah. Everything's gonna be brown again. So are there zero? Are there really zero ski themed restaurants? I'm not sure that's true. Like we go to if we go no. up to Park City, you're gonna find some. I mean, right yeah, there. if you go up to Park City, there's skis hanging on the TGI Fridays or yeah. whatever. Like there's there's obviously some kind of thing, but like 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 an overwhelming like you go into Seven Brothers, it's all about surfing. Every picture in there has a surfboard in it. <laughs> it's not even like TGI Fridays. They got a little pocket of surfboards, and they got like a pocket of. Like yeah. s- skateboards, you know, or whatever. Like, oh, we're cool. We have surfboards and skateboards. <laughs> we're a hip restaurant. It's like the whole theme. The like surfing, their logo yeah. is a freaking wave. Like everything is surf. But you can't surf. You can't, can't surf. You can't do it. You can wake surf. Yeah, you can do those standing board things, whatever yeah. those are called. Standing board things. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like an old man right now. All those kids are doing the <laughs> doing the standing boards in the water. <laughs> paddle boards. Uh, paddle boards, yeah. Absolutely. You can do that. Yeah. Did you do the paddle boards at the company activity last year? I didn't. I've never no. done one before. I'm too scared. Oh, did you hear a tanker fell down into Deer Creek yesterday? No. Uh, like a gas butane tanker oh, fell sucks. into Deer Creek. I haven't followed back up on it because I don't watch the news. But I heard that yesterday. And I was like, oh, great. Everything's going to die. The June sucker down the Provo River, dead. Yeah. Gas, dead. You're going to have to follow up. I try not to go past Lehigh anymore because it's just it's terrible down there, Andy. You can still paddleboard, though. You can still paddleboard in there. It's just it's more slippery. Yeah, which is more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's great. Okay. Uh, uh, well, that's it, right, Andy? That is it. 
Okay, if you if you guys have topics you want us to explore on the next the next episode of Design Much. Uh, you want to support? Uh, shoot them to us at topics at designmuch.org or hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag designmuchtopics. Uh, we have a Design Much workshop. We don't have a Design Much workshop coming up in June yet. To be confirmed. We need to confirm that, so we'll get back to you. Uh, but keep your eyes on uh, meetup.com slash designmuchworkshops. Uh, we did. We had we had one recently with Jordan, and she was amazing. And Andy was not there. Unfortunately. Um, just bad timing. Just bad timing. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan did an amazing thing on case studies. Uh, she's awesome with case studies. So if you have any questions, I would just say hit her up on Twitter. Jordan Reading. Just bug her. Yeah. Or um, just show up at her door. Do you do you have her address? I don't. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna dox anybody here. Andy. Just wanted to uh, check. <laughs> but yeah, keep it keep an eye out on meetup.com. Uh, slash design much workshops for upcoming workshops. We should have one in June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I think those are the rest of the months of the year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, one last thing, go rate us on iTunes. Uh, rate the podcast on iTunes. Uh, listen, share it with other people. Hey, it's great. It's great to share things, right? It's very... I, like I, if I, I have a nice big bag of chips that says party size Doritos and you're sitting next to me, I'm gonna let you put your hand in that bag of chips and Only let you eat some. Only if it's party size. If it's the small one, probably not. If it's the small one, I'll probably be like, "Hey, can I go get you another bag?" Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> you only share yeah, party size be, chips. Only you're only gonna friendly. share if you have tons of chips that you can still eat. Hey, if I have a big bag of snow, I will share <laughs> my big bag of snow with you at any time, Andy. Oh, that's really nice. Anytime, even maybe if it's a little bag of snow. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. different with snow because I hate it. Everyone mm-hmm. else should hate it too. But the stuff you like, I don't want to share. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just share it out. Yeah, talk about it, whatever. Um, and we will see you next time on Design Munch Workshop. No, Design Munch <laughs> Podcast. <laughs>